0: From the Cervera Newsroom in sunny Miami, welcome to the Miami Real Estate Podcast, your home for expert insight on all things Miami real estate. I'm your host, Omar DeWin. Let's get started. Hurricane preparedness and dealing with property damage, that's what we're talking about today here on the Miami Real Estate Podcast. I'm Omar DeWin, Communications Executive here at Surveyor Real Estate. Joining me for this conversation is Patrick Graves, Attorney with Morgan & Morgan for the People. Patrick, thanks for coming.
1: Thank you, Omar. I appreciate it. Um, hopefully, Thank this gives your followers some insight on this specific topic. Um,
0: Patrick, before we get into the talk, uh, do me a favor and just give us a little background on yourself and um, your, your experience.
1: My name is Patrick Graves. I'm an attorney with Morgan and Morgan in the Miami office. Um, I handle first party property claims as well as as other first party claims. Um, Prior to joining Morgan and Morgan, I spent six years working on the defense side where I represented the insurance companies or the insurers that issued homeowners insurance policies. Um, However, I am now pleased that I work for the people, the insurers, the homeowners to make sure these homeowners get all benefits. Um, that they pay for with the premium they pay every year to the insurance company.
0: Excellent. Uh, Whenever we talk about hurricane preparedness, I think personal safety and that of our loved ones is paramount, of course. But I think right behind that, preserving the safety of our property, both personal and professional, is at the top of the list. So Patrick, with that said, what is the process for dealing with damage uh, to property uh, and your insurance company?
1: As I sit here on this end, it really is a three-step process. Um, the first step being getting prepared. We all know that water, batteries, and gas are essentials that we should try and get, but truly more than just that. The next is properly reporting um, the aftermath or the damage that immediately follows the storm. And then the final step, especially dealing with the insurance company, is the adjusting process and beyond, or having someone who is on your side to help you get full recovery of the benefits that are rightfully owed to you.
0: Okay, so you mentioned getting prepared, then reporting, and then the adjusting process and beyond. So let's start with number one in terms of preparation. What do you suggest as far as getting prepared and uh, dealing with an insurance company?
1: The first thing in preparation you really need to focus on is get a copy of your policy. It's It is something that is um, right there with your passport and good photos or, you know, the family photos of the loved ones. Um, You need to be able to review your policy so you know what type of coverages you have. Um, You need to make sure you have enough coverage for things such as your contents or other structures. Um, Omar, I had the pleasure of knowing you, so I know that some of your clientele or people listening have condominiums. Um in regards to condominiums, you know, you need to know what is actually covered by your policy um, in the condominium because you'll have what's called an HO6 policy. Um, and this policy, as a general rule of thumb, covers basically the paint on the dry drywall inwards. So you need to know what common elements that the condominium association will cover in in order for you to properly make a claim in the future if you have to. Um, The next thing is, if you're not in possession of your policy, which some people aren't, you can always request one from your agent. The next important thing is to take pictures of all your property and personal content in your home. And I suggest that you do this as close to the storm as possible, but also keeping in mind safety at all times. And then finally, make sure you take all steps to prevent damage to your home. Um, For instance, you you most likely or the insured that is listening most likely gets a premium credit if they have hurricane shutters or impact-proof windows. So if you have that premium credit and you have those shutters, you need to make sure you put them up and, again, keeping in safety at all times.
0: Okay, so then we're talking about reviewing the policy, number one, um, taking pictures of the property, personal contents, uh, making sure you take all the steps to, to, to prevent the damage. But um, did I miss anything there in that recap?
1: No, that's, those are the three major points.
0: Okay, and then now in terms of the aftermath, let's say uh, property is damaged. What does the property owner or, or homeowner need to do in that case?
1: The property owner, look, this is kind of the most stressful time, right? Because you more than likely don't have power. Cell phone service is probably spotty, but you need to make sure you follow conditions that are in your policy. Um, Generally speaking, there are several that you need to follow. The first one being give prompt notice. Um, This means in my side, in my industry, that you give notice to the insurance company as reasonably feasible as possible. For instance, if you evacuate and you don't come back to the property until 10 days later, well you're not going to be able to give notice until after that 10 days. But if you're there and you witness the damage, then you probably should be able to give notice within a few days of the storm passing. Um, In order to do this, your policy probably has a hotline number that you can call or Um, I think most carriers in this day and age have a website where you can input uh, specific information and I said specific because you need to be specific as possible as to what is damaged. The insurance company will input this into their log notes in their initial intake and can sometimes potentially use this against you um, further on down the road. The next step is take photos of the now damaged property and that that ties into taking damages before because now you have the before and after that will help um, with the future claim. The next step or the third is mitigate your damages. This means if you have roof damage and you're aware of the roof damage do as much as possible to get a tarp on your roof. Um, Again, safety is key but, you know, so don't do anything that's going to harm your life to make your property safer. Um, but try and mitigate these damages as much as possible. Also, if you have um, any type of water intrusion or a significant amount of water intrusion to your home, try and dry it up as much as possible. Sometimes you may need to call what they call a water remediation company. Um, This is a ServPro or other type of company that comes in and has equipment that will dry your property to prevent further damage to the interior of your property. Um, So those are the, you know, really three important things that you need to consider immediately after uh, you first notice the property damage done by the hurricane or storm.
0: Excellent. And then so take me a little bit beyond that process, because let's say we've made the claim. Uh, now what happens? This leads us into, I guess, what you would consider the adjustment phase, but uh, put a little color on that for us.
1: Yeah. So so remember when I talked about giving prompt notice, that's when you're making your claim. Um, Everything after, I truly suggest you document everything. Um, They'll give you a claim number. Make sure you keep that claim number in a handy spot because it will be your identification for that claim throughout the process. So now the insurance company has assigned a claim. Once they assign a claim, they will assign an adjuster to come inspect your property to look at the property damage and see what is covered under your policy. Um, At this time, be patient because you will most likely not be the only one or even 1,000 individuals with a claim at this point. The adjuster will come out. There are statutes in Florida that prescribe the timeline that adjusting needs to take place but also remember that we're getting a lot of, or the insurance company is getting a lot of claims at that particular time. Um, And and I wanna emphasize, if you get to this point where you're getting the inspection, the adjuster's coming out and you feel overwhelmed, it may be best to call someone like myself or get another professional that has experience to help you. after we get the initial inspection by the adjuster that is hired by the insurance company, um, this adjuster will submit its findings to someone inside of your insurance company, and the insurance company will make a decision on whether or not to pay or as well as how much to pay. Uh, this decision is generally a unilateral decision, so that so I suggest if you disagree with the payment and the scope of damages, that you voice this concern whether by email or by some form of correspondence with the insurance company. And again, if you make the phone call, document that phone call when you made the phone call, the date, and paraphrase kind of what you said. But the best way from my side as an attorney is to go ahead and get an independent estimate for yourself. You can use a contractor Or a roofer to get a estimate of damages and what it would cost to repair those damages and again i emphasize as well if you get to this point where you're disputing the payment and you feel overwhelmed again it's best to call an attorney like myself or get another professional that is experienced in handling these types of claims Um, we are the ones who will be looking out for you the homeowner in the situation when the insurance company is ultimately looking out for itself when adjusting this claim?
0: Well, that, that brings me to um, an interesting question. And by the way, we're going to put um, your contact info uh, in the show notes for our listeners and, and viewers. You guys can um, reach out to Patrick or like you said, um, you know, do your research and, and find an attorney that suits you. But um, Patrick, when dealing with the insurance companies, how often do you find that there is a disagreement or, you know, where a case sort of escalates to, to this level?
1: In my time on both defense and plaintiff side, um, I, I would say almost probably about 75% during hurricanes. And they're not necessarily denied, um, coverage, but it's the scope and pricing. Because when you get in this type of situation, um, everybody's going to want a new roof if there's roof damage or, need somebody to put drywall. Well, all of that material has to get shipped from somewhere outside of Florida. When you're getting the shipped from outside of Florida or other states, that causes or makes the cost of building materials rise. And therefore the estimate that is prepared by the insurance company, which is generally done on a computer program called Exactimate, um, and just punching the number really doesn't take into account the uh, I guess the inflation of the cost of building materials when doing the work after a hurricane.
0: And, and then in terms of um, things to consider, like what you're going through the phases, right? And in terms of preparation and, and reporting, but is there something uh, in particular that you would say, or a cause that often leads to uh, homeowners being unsatisfied with um, you know, w- w- with the uh, decision that's made by the insurance company, like you mentioned, obviously like everybody wants a new roof. I get that, like in terms of it being maybe not, uh, necessarily, uh, I don't know if it's realistic is the word I'm looking for, or like, you know, um, comparable to, let's say the, the damage, but let's say in the case where, um, a claim is denied or somebody doesn't get the outcome they want, is there usually a reason or something that somebody people should avoid in order for that not to be the case?
1: no I, I think they I think the insured um, generally just needs to be their self, tell the truth, um, do everything that i've kind of taken them through, and let the insurance company decide what they're going to do because you know you hope that they make the right decision. They have guidelines that say they're supposed to adjust on behalf of the insured and keep everybody at equal playing field when adjusting so there's really to answer that question I, don't, I think the short of the answer is no yeah and just just to be clear i wasn't asking how to get around uh
0: loopholes i meant like of all the the steps you mentioned like is there one surefire thing that if you forget to do it for example in, in the preparation phase that you're uh, you know you you're at risk of not being able to uh, receive the insurance for rightful damage if, if, if that is more clear
1: yeah, that's a great question. So, yes, and it actually, it's, it's case law that just came out after Hurricane Irma, and it's a dispute. Um, if the insurance company comes down with a, um, their unilateral decision or estimate of damages or scope of damages, um, you need to, in a way that is, we're able to find out like a concrete way, you need to dispute the claim. Um, you need to dispute the amount, the scope of damages or the amount that you think is rightfully owed to you. If you do not dispute this damages, uh, there was case law that came out um, probably a year or so after Hurricane Irma that says that if they don't do this, then, you know, there can be some repercussions um, under policies.
0: Interesting. Okay, so great insights from Patrick. I know that you have a busy day today, so I don't want to take up too much of your time, but do you have any concluding thoughts uh, for our listeners out there?
1: Yeah, look, it, here's kind of my perspective at this point. So once you get to where you dispute the claim and the insurance company either doesn't pay or does pay, um, I suggest that you call, uh, you know, a professional such as myself or a similar professional who has experience handling these claims. Um, I can be reached at 305-929-1910 for, um, a free consultation and also, it's this time stressful I mean it's stressful for everybody so if at any point during the process that we've described um, today you feel overwhelmed pressure stress you know could use just general guidance again uh, reach out to a professional that handles um, these specific types of claims has experience doing this And, and finally look please prepare and be safe that's I mean for everybody, because like you said, to start this off, Omar, you know, life, life is the worst. Property damage is the, uh, the next. It, but you want to try and do and prevent it as much as possible. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Patrick Graves, attorney
0: with Morgan & Morgan for the people. You can find his contact info in the show notes. We hope you found this uh, info useful. Uh, and of course, please remember to subscribe to Miami Real Estate Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening on iTunes, we'd love a five-star and a review. It really helps people find us. You can also go to MiamiRealEstatePodcast.com to check out our full episode gallery. So all my people, stay safe, be well, tune in soon from Miami, where the future is always bright. Until next time.